Smash Club, Nocturnal Excursions. Both sound mysterious, interesting, and fun. Find out all about these two new entertaining experiences on this week's episode of One Curl. I'm Sherry, and welcome to One Curl, where I connect with people who are making their hopes, wishes, and dreams come true, and where I celebrate entrepreneurs pursuing their passions. What a great show this week. I have Dave Donnell with me today, and we are talking about his two new and interesting businesses, Smash Club and Nocturnal Excursions. Dave, welcome to One Curl. Thanks, Jerry. I'm really glad to be here. Well, I am so delighted that I get to talk to you today. Before we discuss Smash Club and Nocturnal Excursions, Dave, you have spent your career in the military and also as a contractor for the State Department. First of all, I want to thank you for your service. And could you recap your career? Because your career has something to do with your businesses. Well, you're welcome for my service. I started with the Navy back in 94. I was a hospital corpsman, which for people that don't know what a hospital corpsman is, it's a medic in the Navy. And I was stationed at Naval Hospital for a bunch of years, got out and then went into the Navy Reserves and then did a part-time as the Navy Reserves. And then I got a ski patrol job out in Washington State, but I missed the military. So I went back in the Army and then that got me up to Alaska. And I really enjoyed Alaska, so I went back to the Navy Reserves. This time, the Marine Corps doesn't have their own medics. They, Since they're actually Department of the Navy, they use hospital corpsmen as their medics, so every Marine can be a rifleman. When I went back into the Navy Reserves after uh, being up in the Army of Alaska, I stayed up in Alaska in the Navy Reserves, and I was assigned to Marine unit up there. And then in 2005, my Marine unit that I was with, attached to, deployed to Iraq. I was there for seven months, came back, and I'd heard about all the jobs that were in Iraq with the State Department. And with my background, I was able to get a job with the State Department in 2007. And then I've been doing that pretty much since 2007. I worked in Iraq, Afghanistan, Ukraine, and my last job was in Israel. That is very impressive. I'm so honored to talk to you today. And let's first start with Smash Club. Where did that idea come from? My wife and I adopted our two nephews, got them at an age of eight and 10. And at that time, neither of them could read. So they've had a hard time with school. And then my oldest nephew, now my son, since we adopted him, Harley, he uh, wanted to go what's called Michigan Youth Challenge Academy, which is a military academy run by the National Guard for both boys and girls over the age of 16 who just aren't really fitting in in high school. Either they're not doing very well or, they, you know, just high school isn't for them. And he decided to go. And it's a five-month-long academy down near uh, Fort Custer. He graduated. My wife wanted to do something fun down there uh, for his graduation. She just Googled something uh, fun to do in Fort Custer, and she found a rage room down there. And uh, she decided to do that. I was in Israel at the time, so I couldn't participate working for the uh, State Department. And they had a blast. And when she came up here, she realized that there was none. You know, The closest one was Grand Rapids, I believe, and figured we'll give it a shot up here to see if there's enough people to do it or interested in smashing stuff. How old should a person be before they go to the smash club? And if they are a minor, do you require parental permission? Anyone under 18 needs to require uh, parental permission, but we have pretty much something for all ages. We have under 13 years old, we have a kid smash, and then over 13 years old, they're allowed in the smash rooms. And what type of protective gear do your clients wear? 
we have gloves, glasses, and we also have full face shields. And uh, one other thing for the kids too, actually, and adults have enjoyed it too, is we have what's called a doodle room. And a doodle room, it's painted with chalkboard paint and you can use chalk, chalk ink, and chalk spray paint all over the walls and put whatever you want on there because it's all erasable. As I walked through the, your facility, I saw a punching bag area, plus you had a party area, and I would say three to five smash rooms. Am I correct about that? Uh, I was two smash rooms and then the, the doodle room. And what do people like to smash? All depends on the person. You know, a lot of, one of the big favorites is definitely the wine bottles because uh, sometimes they're kind of surprising and, and they don't break when you throw them, which was probably the biggest, the most interesting I learned from opening this thing. I couldn't believe how robust they are and how hard they can be to break sometimes. And do people smash things with their hands or do they have a club? Small sledgehammers, hammers, and crowbars. Do you have an axe throwing room? Because I've heard that there are these axe throwing clubs too that have been established. No, we don't have one of those, but there is one in uh, was it Northern Michigan Axe Company in uh, downtown Petoskey. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. What has been the oddest item that somebody smashed, uh, at least to you? Probably a piano. We had, uh, I get some of our stuff from the resale shops and challenge. Mountain Resale Shop has been one of the best uh, at the end of every month, but stuff that they haven't been able to get rid of that is interesting to smash that I can that we can smash in there. I'll grab and I, the, I think the second time we went in there, they had this piano that they couldn't get rid of. And they're like, do you want it? I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot. And uh, it was heavy, brought it in. And, and uh, I was really surprised at uh, how much fun they had. Uh, it was actually, uh, it was a Christmas present to like my nieces and nephews, how much fun they had uh, and my kids smashing it. Cause I didn't think it would be. I'd, but they did. So people don't have to bring their things to smash. Oh, no, you, I got plenty of stuff to smash. You've got things to smash. Let's go to nocturnal excursions. I had the opportunity to experience a nocturnal excursion, and I have to tell the audience, it was grand. My husband collected Humvees and Hummers, and we used to go two-tracking all across northern Michigan, so I really enjoyed this, and it brought back some great memories. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. To do a nocturnal excursion, you wear night vision goggles, and they are on a helmet, and I have to say, it was a little heavier than I initially thought they would be, but trust me. Definitely worth it to have a nocturnal excursion wearing night vision goggles. So let's talk about that whole experience. Dave, could you talk about the different tours that you have? The main one I started with and I thought would be the cool idea is the Humvee. I initially thought I was going to do a side-by-side -side tour, but then I was, you know, there's a couple of companies that do side-by-side -side tours here. And, but I was also looking to something a little bit more interesting. I think someone, people would be interested in. And I thought of the Humvee because at least I can put at least three people in there. I've got extra seats that I'm hopefully soon going to get installed in there. But I just thought the Humvee with military night vision being mostly associated with the military and me obviously being associated with the military, that'd be a good fit. And people would be really interested in everyone that's done it so far has really enjoyed it and thought it was pretty cool. And then I also do uh, hikes. Uh, I'll do snowshoeing. And pretty much anything else anyone can uh, think of wanting to do. If you just want to check it out, use them and check out the stars, I have no problem doing that. That's probably uh, when it's nice out, probably one of the cooler experiences because it's amazing how many stars you can see with night vision that you can't see with normal naked eye. The only problem is, is once you see it, it's, it, it kind of ruins it for you looking up at the stars because it is. It, 
I'm not joking when it's probably uh, or exaggerating when you can probably see 20 to 30 times the amount of stars as you normally see with night vision. So you have night vision tours, and those are usually an hour long. And you take people through snowmobile trails and other two tracks in northern Michigan. Yeah, with the Humvee, but I'll do like hiking trails and stuff like that with uh, if you're hiking or snowshoeing or something like that. Plus, you do two-hour tours during the day in the Humvee. Yeah, I can if someone is wanting to do that. Are your hiking tours just during the day, or do you also do hiking tours at night? I can do hiking tours today, but my main focus is to take people on night vision hiking tours. Oh, that's great. And you also did a corn maze tour this fall. I approached Uncle Frank's after someone helped me uh, with the idea of doing something unique with night vision. Well, that's the whole thing I'm actually have is trying just to expose people to night vision that normally wouldn't be. The only people that really use night vision right now are the, obviously the military and law enforcement and hunters and, and shooters. And then I just thought I'd want to get people exposed to how cool this stuff is. Someone gave me an idea, like you should do something, you know, involve some Halloween, like haunted stuff. And right after I did that, I was actually driving home and I drove by Uncle Frank's on 31, just between uh, Lanson and Brutus. And I'm like, hey, that'd be a perfect, you know, the corn maze. And so I went and approached them and they were like for it. They just didn't want to stay up late enough to sell their donuts and uh, apple cider and apple pies because they worked enough. So I just set up a shop there and every weekend in October and the last weekend of September, I had the night vision corn maze. And at the end of the month during Halloween weekend, I did a haunted corn maze. And you had the option of just going through the corn maze with or without night vision. All I've heard is good things about it. No one was really complaining. I thought it was pretty successful and I plan on doing it next year. Listeners, the night vision goggles are pretty cool. You don't see color when you have them on. You see all different shades of from white to grays. And what I thought was fun, you forget that it's pitch blackout. And so I lifted my night vision goggles up and I looked out and it was pitch black. So that was pretty cool because you do forget that it is total darkness on these two track trails that we're going through. Yeah, I have two different types of at least colors of night vision. You were using what's called white phosphor night vision and you see it's just like looking at a black and white TV screen. And then I have what's called green phosphor and that's just uh, looking through like a, a video camera with a green hue to it. Any more information you'd like to give about nocturnal excursions? Yeah, I challenge everyone to come out and try it. You I have yet to have anyone that hasn't been amazed by it. I still remember the first time I used uh, night vision, 1999. I was in the Navy Reserves and I, was, uh, I went with the Marine Reserve Unit to do some training. And they were doing some night training. They asked me, uh, hey, if I wanted to go out and do, uh, they were doing a live fire uh, night vision exercise on the uh, firing range. And they asked me if I wanted to go out. And I had, not, had never used an M16 or night vision before. I grew up hunting, so I was familiar with rifles and uh, firearm safety, but I'd never used any of that stuff. So they gave me like 10, 15 minutes to get this stuff together and get it on. That was just barely enough time just to get all the stuff together, borrow from someone and get it on and get online with other Marines. And then we went on the firing range. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't even see anything because I had no idea how to work this night vision. And so I'm sitting there on, online with the rest of the Marines and, and they tell us, hey, you can commence firing. Well, I have no idea what I'm shooting at because I can't see anything. I can just see a green hue and I can see just a little bit in front of me, which not I can't see down the range at all. And then I saw the machine guns firing, which machine guns fire, they have uh, every fifth round is a tracer round. So that makes like a laser going out. So I figured where they're firing, they must know where they're shooting at. So that's got to be safe. So I fired in that direction. Spending my first magazine. I didn't know how to change magazines. 
I had to fumble around with the M16 and I heard a clunk and I was like, oh, I hope I didn't break it because as I hadn't had any experience at that time with the M16. And finally, I gave up and asked the Marine next to me. He's like, hey, how do you change magazines? And the Marine's like, don't shoot me, Doc, because they call us Docs in the Marines, Hospital Corpsman. And I told him, hey, I, you know, I grew up hunting, so I know how to work my way around. I just know uh, a rifle is just never used an M16 before. And he talked me through changing magazines. So I shot my last magazine. I was out of ammo. And uh, I decided to start futzing around with my night vision. I finally was able to futz around and I found the focus knob, which is what I go through, make sure everyone knows how to use that stuff. when we Because so I, I want them to have a way better experience than my first time was with the night vision. I was able to focus it and I was able to see stuff like, oh, that's what I saw the targets and everything. I was like, oh, that's what I should be shooting at. That's my first experience with night vision. And I still remember to this day. And that was 23 years ago. I have to say you were an excellent instructor because I could see clearly from the very beginning after you gave me my instructions on how to focus the night goggles. How can listeners connect with you to schedule a smash club or a nocturnal excursion adventure? Well, I have a website for each uh, company. Smash club is smashclubmi.com. All my information is on there. Or you can uh, go to nocturnalexcursions.com and look me up there. Uh, On uh, Smash Club, I have a booking software that you can book when you want. And you can also call me up 24 hours from now. All the bookings are closed. So I don't have something, you know, surprise coming up that I didn't know of booking. So if you want like a same day appointment or whatever, you just have to give me a call and I can free. I'll obviously come in. And then for nocturnal excursions, you can also reach me at 231-222-5680. Dave, you're an entrepreneur. So before we close, do you have any words of inspiration for people who are pursuing their dreams? You never know what's going to happen unless you try. Give things a shot. My mom at an early age always said, you know, don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing they can do is say no. And that's what I feel with these two companies is the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work. If I don't try, it's not going to happen. So, you know, go out there, give it a shot and see what happens. You're absolutely right. Dave, I have to say, I had a wonderful experience with nocturnal excursions, and I am definitely planning on doing another one. I have to see the stars at night. We went when it was cloudy, so I am looking forward to having another excursion when we have a clear sky. And thank you so much for being a part of One Curl. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Bye-bye. Bye. I owe a very big thank you to Dave, entrepreneur plus owner of Smash Club and Nocturnal Excursions in Lansing, Michigan. My nocturnal excursion was so enjoyable, I am definitely doing it again. Of course, I want to thank you, my listeners, for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to write a comment, my email address is curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. Again, curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. You can listen to my podcast on the following apps. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at CurlsChangeTheWorld. I was so interested in nocturnal excursions that this week's song is In the Midnight Hour, written by Wilson Pickett and Steve Cropper, and originally sung by Wilson Pickett in 1965. The song was Pickett's first hit on Atlantic Records, and it reached number one on the R&B charts. Listeners, you are here to give the gift of you. Always believe something wonderful is about to happen. And remember, I'm changing the world one curl at a time. Enjoy.